maybe a, a risk of too stagnant or you know, too stagnant air you might have a disease being introduced or the potential for the disease to maybe take off because it's just so thick with shoots and growth, then I would trim some of them back. Uh, but if they're just kind of starting, I would say let them let them get some sun and some energy that they're kind of putting into getting their roots down. Does that make sense? It's it's kind of hard to choose, like Andrew was saying. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about our other our neighbor um, fellow hop grower, John Gonzella of Gonzella Hops, and then we also did this year in our second year a few plants. We ended up trimming back quite a bit just because we wanted to, to really have them send out one or two strong shoots. Um, John, in his, it's his third year season and he actually trimmed them all the way back. I mean, he trimmed every single one of his shoots. So now he's going to get some stronger ones coming up a little bit later on. But you're in your first year, so I would hesitate to go and trim everything because it might use up all of the energy in the rhizome before it can gather more energy to put into it. That makes sense. So, if you guys want another beer, we've got like a couple minutes to last call, and I have time for like two more questions before we got to do a hot pint pickup. Well, I don't know if this looks very good, but excuse me. Hey, watch it. Um, I was curious. I know you were talking, Andrew, about the wet hop being a premium kind of approach to brewing. I was just curious if you know like what advantages there are to brewing with wet hops versus dry in terms of I know it's probably logistically more difficult and, and therefore better because you know it's a premium thing, but I was just curious like why why is that better? Um, I would say fresh freshness um, and local and and uh, and and I think just by having an ability to have a wet hop ale, and it only happens once a year, I think that's right there. The advantages, you know, between, you know, the relationship. I would, I would like to encourage the relationship between the brewer and the hot brother. Um, I think that's really important. So that this year, like, I'm encouraging anybody that wants to buy a house, you know, come out to the farm, come pick them. You know, look at look at them and pick them and say, okay. And then I want that same person to come back, the same brewer, whether it's a home brewer or or a brewer from uh, Shreveport or, or Brooklyn or any, anywhere on the island. Um, they come back the next year and pick me a little earlier or a little later in the time. You know what I mean? And we can compare and work with each other on that. But as far as wet wet hops go and wet hop bells, I think just freshness and local you know, having it one time a year, I think those are just all the competitive advantages to it. Uh, and, and it's something okay. Yeah, I think what Andrew's mentioning um, is also super important. It's kind of a specialty here. You can only brew this one time at harvest, but from a taste standpoint, you're getting um, this this fresh hop that has that many more flavors to it. It's very aromatic because it hasn't been dried. You can think of it comparing it to eating fresh fruit versus dried fruit. Um, you've just got that many more flavors that are present and alive versus after they've been dried and they're in storage because over time, that's why you want to put the hops, you know, keep them out of sunlight once they've been picked to dry. 
and you want to vacuum seal and put them in cold storage because they do oxidize over time, so they're going to start to break down and lose their potency uh, within those resins. Uh, and they're also going to, if they were kept at room temperature for months on end, also lose their potency. So you won't get the same bittering or aromatic properties that you're looking for in your beer. So when you have a fresh hop, like you're saying, you're, you're literally getting what was picked with your picking or getting what was picked that day or one day prior and it's going straight into that beer you're brewing. So um, there's more flavor with it in that regard too. Real quick, too, I did mention before, if you guys are interested in brewing with wet hops or you want to come out to the farm and check us out, uh, you notice how we have it set up right now. Jack and I, we had this vision. Um, you know, we had a space set up in the middle of the hops. You know, we wanted to invite our friends and, and, and homebrewers and breweries. And I want you guys to come out and check it out. I mean, I've had people email me and say, you guys do tours? And it's kind of like, Okay, you nearby, I'll come out and show you around, you know what I mean? Um, so I, I really, I'm really happy to have all you out there. If you're, maybe you can do it in the next day. And I'll, yeah, I'll I mean, it. if you guys are interested on like a separate level, um, you know, we do have friends across the street with like the bus company or we can take the train. Like, if you guys want to work out, if you guys can help park the secret hops or something, like I'm sure everybody here would be yeah. really excited to come do that or you can just come see it for the day. We've been so. told never to ask your friends to take hops because then they won't be your friends anymore. But um, <laughs> you guys are all welcome to come out for sure. I'd love to have an event, uh, especially you know something, something like that to happen. Because we set it up that way for a reason, you know, with that space in the room for people to come. Hopefully that was a good thing with that guy somewhere. Yeah, awesome. So we can work on doing something like that in like August or September probably. Yeah, and just you can also um, leave your email up here and I'll make sure to put you on the list as far as when we do our free letter for house and, and what's going on at the farm. And just keep in touch with us on Facebook and Instagram and just find the farm. Um the website once farming slows down. Yeah, once you guys have time to post stuff. Um, we have time for one more question, and then I want to make sure everybody gets time to get their plans. Does anybody have one? All for Jeff. No, take it. I just have a comment in terms of once your plants are established and you're putting them back to be the, the sprouts, are really good cooked or pickled. Yes. I mean, you, yes. you have to catch them like all in the morning, so you don't wait to get work, like, oh, do it later because then they're like 10 feet tall. But when they're about four or five inches, you can put in pruning those, you can either saute them, you can pickle them, you can bake them, kind of like you say endive or asparagus. Um, in Belgium and Germany, it's very traditional in the spring to get out of the hot sheets. So really it, it is a delicacy on the North Park now, too. <laughs> Alright, awesome. Um, give these guys a round of applause.